this is Gary. You're listening to Think Out Loud. Today's podcast recorded Friday, October 14th, 2022. Did a quick check of the news. Various articles circulating. Trump, still a hot issue. Hot topic of discussion in the United States of America. 45th president is wanting to be the 47th. Even though he's committed crimes and abused his power while he had the post previously. But there's only uh, two organizations that were made aware of. You know, there are others that exist, but they're just not considered relevant by the news. The powers that be have decided these are our two options, Democrat or Republican. And the Republican Party especially takes advantage of this because all they have to do is beat out the one. So that's usually their objective, just demonize the one, say they're all liberals. Everyone who opposes us, the Republican Party, who cuts taxes for the wealthy and corporations, and then picked a game show host to be president twice, everyone who opposes us is a Democrat, liberal, socialist. It's like, hmm, really? That's the majority of the populace, bud. Yeah, like, most people don't want Donald John Trump to be the president again. That's the majority of the populace. And pretty adamantly so, because most people know what he is. He's clearly and obviously ill-suited. It's an elephant-in-the-room situation. Of all the people in our country to give the post to, he's not it. Certainly opens the options, though, if, if he can be president. And all he, all he had was wealth and fame. That's it. He had zero capabilities or characteristics or anything in his life to demonstrate he would have any ability to do the job. None of that really mattered. He had wealth and fame. So if you don't have the wealth and fame, but you have other stuff, maybe. Why not? You know? Anyone can be president. You know? Like, even Donald John Trump became the president. And he was a well-known idiot. You know? Bankruptor of companies. Guy who cheated on his wives a lot. Famous con man. That was all known prior to him even becoming a game show host. And, you know, the fact that he was the host of a game show was what revived his career. Made him relevant again, because he disappeared for a while, after his sixth bankruptcy. But again, all this is just backstory. It's not political statement, it's just commentary on a well-known public figure, kind of knowing their basic biography. You know, bankrupt or six different companies that bared his name. Famous for kind of just... Doing anything to stay in the limelight, anything at all, he didn't really care what, tabloid celebrity type, inherited a massive amount of money, used the money to prop up businesses that would engage in various illicit behavior behind closed doors, criminal associations, money laundering, books have been written about it, books, plural, more than one, it's all kind of known, it's it's common knowledge, but it's also common knowledge that the world is round. But there's people to this day that profess it to not be. And get together in big conventions and try and prove something that isn't. It doesn't matter how loud they shout it or whatever. It's Why they need it to be flat is confusing. They never really explain that part. Why do you need it to be flat? when Because it, it isn't. 
it is round. Why does it bother you? What, what, what's that about? You know, you feel too small and insignificant. Is that what it is? Or it, it's too much to comprehend that the, the universe is quite vast and immense, many light years across, you know, it makes our mortal existence on this tiny little speck of a planet seem pretty insignificant. Or maybe that's what it is. I don't know. It's too much to accept that the world is round and one of many planets and just one of many, many, many solar systems in many galaxies <laughs> across this big, vast universe. You know, so. I don't know. But it's just one of those things. You know, like sometimes there's just Things that are, but people don't believe that's what it is. They just profess to believe otherwise. But the tough part is when they make laws and stuff based purely on what they profess to believe, even though things they profess to believe aren't. You know, people profess to to believe for many years now that Donald John Trump was a successful businessman and they sort of stated it as a fact. They, they like legit thought that. How they processed the six bankruptcies or if they just weren't aware of it, how they processed the inheriting of 400 million. So how they took that into account, you know, inheriting 400 million, bankrupting six different companies. What do they do with those two bits of information? How do they, how do they, you know, add those two variables together and and it equals highly successful businessman? Like, what's that about? But it was a thing that permeated throughout the society for many decades now, and then it, it reached its pinnacle in 2016 with the Republican Party, one of only two organizations. So it's Trump is not the cause of everything; he's more a symptom of a, a, a society in decay that hadn't, it got a little stagnant for a while, two options, so it just swings one to the other, and one, because they kind of know it's their turn, they can get a little greedy, and it won't really matter, it's their turn to win, the other one had the, had the post for two terms, so now it's the Republicans' turn, it doesn't really matter that much who they pick, and because they're picking them, it, you know, it, it gives the full weight of their backing to this particular person. So whatever you believe about the person and know about the person, you you might kind of excuse it or whatever or, or allow it to be muffled a bit because this big, powerful, massive entity that you've been voting for your entire life has backed the man. They've said, this guy is okay. He, he, he aligns with us. Our ideologies align are intertwined to the point that we want to nominate him to represent us the Republican Party as president of the United States of America and, you know, there there had to be some inner turmoil amongst a lot of like true conservative folk you know lifelong Republicans and then their choice the Republicans choice Republican establishment is Donald John Trump he's, he's a known public figure been around a while you know it, are there enough people that don't know or are there going to be enough people that can muffle their known understanding of the man and and find a way to contort their true understanding into something that you know 
allows for acceptance and belief that he's successful, even though you know otherwise. I've been following the story of the man for several decades, so I know who he is. I'm aware of him, you know, just like any other certain historical figures and having a basic understanding of them, or people that made the papers and somehow, you know, like the, the, the little synopsis I give to a basic understanding of Donald John Trump is my basic understanding of Donald John Trump based off of you know, the public information on the man and how he conducted himself throughout his life. Became famous in the early 1970s because him and his father refused to rent to minorities. And this was an ongoing theme throughout Donald Trump's life. Sort of subtle and not so subtle racism. Judging people based off of the color of their skin. This is a recurring theme. Donald Trump was born into extreme affluence, inherited about $400 million in today's dollars. It's another tidbit about the guy. In the early 1980s, he had some successes with an ice hockey rink renovation and a hotel renovation in New York. He was involved in these projects. When there was cameras rolling, he was there, standing in front of the ice rink. I mean, that's the, the sort of reality. Is, is that like, he got to claim quite a bit of credit for those two successes. How much did he specifically do regarding building an ice rink? Nothing, obviously. Come on now. He didn't build the ice rink. Like, how, how much of his personal business acumen helped make that truly happen? How much was it done and completed by underlings and stuff? What level of credit was truly appropriate? You know, that's, that's where the debate comes in. But those were two successes. Renovating a hotel in New York, as well as a nice hockey rink, or a nice rink. Then on, though, quite a few series of failures that were pretty big and public, made national news and stuff. One of the biggest was the last one, the Taj, Trump Taj Hotel in Atlantic, Casino Hotel in Atlantic City. That one went bankrupt, mostly due to basically engaging in money laundering. Or just not really doing anything to try to prevent it. And so, uh, <clears throat> lost its gaming license. And Trump attempt, had a hotel built in Vegas. It's one of the true few hotels in Vegas that does not have a casino. Because he was not able to get a gaming license. Still proudly uh, has the Trump name adorned atop a big tall tower. The name is in gold. It's off the strip, obviously, because... They can be able to afford that kind of real estate if you're not an actual casino or offering some kind of something legit. Trump doesn't have that. It's a building with his name on it, and that's what you get. That's it. You get to say that you were there. You get to say that you spent money that benefited the Trump Organization, the organization that represents Donald John Trump and his ideology of greed and... Not giving a crap about much of anything, but sort of kind of pretending to at times. Like he knows that it's politically advantageous to be Christian. And so, you know, one, one time he uh, fired tear gas on peaceful assembly of people so that he could walk a few blocks and hold the, pit, hold the uh, Bible upside down. He thought that was a very good Christian, but, you know, gesture. That, that's the way to prove he was Christian. Act violently towards people, 
and then uh, hold the Bible upside down in front of a church that's been closed because of an airborne illness that's killing people. That was his demonstration of Christianity. And the the thing is, many Christians in the U.S. like bought it. They like, yep, see, there he is. There, there's that good Christian guy. It, it's just like so far removed and so obviously not that it's just like we're in a weird satirical farce of a place right now you know it's just because the thing still continues you know there's the organization that picked that guy hasn't lost all relevance you know in previous eras they would have you know like all previous scandals become vanilla in this current era you know because a daily stream of that we just got numb to get numb to you know hearing the news of a anti-masker dying after they attended some big rally came numb to it this became a story that you got used to hearing a million people died a good chunk of them are the unvaccinated and anti-maskers and such a certain percentage of those were ones that were proudly proclaiming their beliefs just before they died some of them were adamantly proclaiming their beliefs as they were dying in a hospital getting about to get hooked up to a ventilator nurses trying to save their life and that's the last words out of some people I don't have corona it's just how did that guy do it Donald Trump of all people to convince people to believe such things to have such a negative worldview to embrace that kind of ideology and especially so many that were claiming to embrace something far more uplifting and empathetic they kind of this like turned about face in an instant from this guy that had always been lingering around it's not like he's some new phenomenon he's not a young man you know Donald Trump is old you know he's been around a long time famous for being the way he is nothing was that surprising about his presidency it was surprising to see a president behave in that way and it made you kind of lose all respect for this country and the presidency as a whole it makes it a joke that guy's the president now how are we supposed to take this country seriously you know bless their hearts the folks that thought trump was a successful businessman bless their heart bless their heart those folks that thought that the apprentice was a reality show oh goodness no, that was a game show. Yeah, he, he was the host of a game show. Bless their heart, those folks that don't think they're racist and then supported Donald John Trump even after all the racist shit he's done throughout his life and during the campaign. Really kind of blatant, in-your-face kind of stuff. But he wasn't wearing a costume, I guess. And so that made it okay. He had a suit on while he was saying it. And there was an R next to his name. So that made it okay. All the Latinos coming here are going to, you know, kill your horse and rape your mother. Some are okay. That was kind of his message. You need to be scared of Latinos. Because they're walking across the desert and they haven't had their paperwork yet. Now, some are in line to get their paperwork, but then they're arrested anyway and thrown in jail. So it's kind of not really sure why the term illegal immigrants applies to them. That specific group is certainly not illegal. You know, we're waiting in line to get our paperwork and then they get arrested. And then the, but for that matter, I, you know, the folks that are walking across the desert and they don't have their paperwork yet, well, let's figure out how to get their fucking paperwork yet. You, you know, 
That is what it is. It's it's documentation. It's paperwork. It's fucking bureaucracy. The Republican Party loves bureaucracy. You know, are we really worried about a bunch of Canadians crossing the border and entering U.S.? No, we're worried about Latinos because they speak Spanish and they have brown skin. And that's what it's about. Worried about Latinos. Because they have different color skin than what, you know, Americans do. <laughs> but no, of course, you know, Americans are a multiracial population of all races and ethnicities. And the Republican Party, many of its leadership are just stubbornly refusing, still to this day, in the 21st century, <laughs> to accept such things. Because it's like politically advantageous for them to embrace certain kinds of ideologies. There's still a strong enough vocal minority of folks that really dig that kind of thing. You know, a guy that's like pro-Nazi, Donald John Trump. Yeah, un unable to like be critical of Nazis. Yikes. Had an encounter with a Nazi once, man. It was very difficult to not want to, you know, just beat the shit out of the guy. Like, But that's, violence only begets violence. He was a Nazi, proudly adorning with the swastika and saying racist shit. Strangely enough, he was all by himself and saying racist, stupid shit. Well, being a bunch of other people holding golf clubs in their hand. Was, uh, Nazis are weird, insane. It, it, I mean, I mean, it's a certain insanity, you know. But you know, we didn't beat the guy up or anything. But there certainly was a a desire to, I guess. You know, the, the, do you think you can suppress evil with evil? But it only makes it like stronger or something. You know, his his, his Nazi brethren would only come back in a pack or something. You know. And that might have been the whole point. You know, some young aspiring Nazi just sort of wanders out into public saying stupid Nazi shit just to see what happens. And then other Nazis can get excited by it and try to just provoke shit later on or something. But that's what Charlottesville was. It was basically a big group of Nazis that, you know, paraded through the streets and torches and declared their desire to cause violence and harm to the citizens of Charlottesville. And that, you know, indeed encouraged more to show up, and they did indeed do that. Trump was unable, unable to be critical of those Nazis. Yeah. I mean, that was so long ago. He never apologized for it. He never clarified. Why? Because there was no clarification needed. He, he supports that kind of thing. The, the annoying, frustrating thing is it, it, it has been an undercurrent of his ideology and, and life mantra the whole fucking time. But man, there's a lot of ignorant white people. And when you are white, you, of course, get to meet a lot of white people. And man, there's a whole lot of stupid sometimes among white people who didn't fucking know that Donald John Trump was a fucking racist. Like, how the fuck do you not know that? Why is that a thing? But the ones that don't know that he's a con man, too, like, what? Why is that a thing? You know? What, what's that about? A person famous for bankrupting companies and they think that he's successful. What? They think he's philanthropic because the, you know, the foundation he created was sued by the state government because he was using the money to just purchase pictures of him, paintings of himself and stuff. 
He was misallocating the funds and not using it for philanthropic endeavors. He was purely creating the foundation as a tax shelter, purely and solely. He could write off money on his taxes by putting money into that, and then he would use the money in that to buy possessions for himself. And he got caught. So no, he's not. He certainly hasn't tithed anywhere near 10%. It might even, it might even be a negative number. Where he's even received charitable contributions and stuff without ever paying something, even though he's a supposedly a billionaire. He's uh, but God have mercy on that man's soul. He was trained to be that way, and he was rewarded for being that way over and over and over and over and over again. He never learned a lesson because the lesson he learned was that it worked or something to at least at least short term, there is minor consequences along the way. Now, those around him, those close to him, the country as a whole has certainly taken quite a hit. But, you know, he's he still has a affluent life. You know, he still can golf in fancy golf resorts. He can still give speeches where lots of people come and attend and clap and cheer and get all excited because he's talking. You know, this all kinds of systematic <clears throat> mechanisms in place to make sure that he doesn't face any too kind of hardship, you know. I mean, he was he was caught stealing government documents and then lying about it, and he may still be lying about it to this day. Yeah. So he's been subpoenaed by the Congress, but he's not going to show. He has no ability to testify under oath and say the truth, nothing but the truth, and the whole truth. <clears throat> nothing but the truth, the whole truth, and... Wait, what's it again? Anyway, that's not his ability. He doesn't know how to do that. He he gave up that ability. He, he made a certain choice long ago, and he just kept going to where whatever he says is what he believes is the truth. So, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I would personally like to hear a lot more discussion from news about the Libertarian candidates, Green Party candidates. Libertarian for those lifelong Republicans, though, that must have some sort of inner turmoil about the whole Trump era. You know, it has to exist. There's no way that 100% of Republican voters, or in my opinion, even really that high a percentage, are that, like, die-hard Trump. Many people that embrace that sort of small government fiscal conservatism, Christian values kind of ideology, that no one understand that Trump isn't that. You know, he's he's wild and reckless and stupid and arrogant and he doesn't have anything to do with those principles. Just because he put a certain letter next to his name doesn't mean he automatically has those principles now, or you know, he he demonstrates those virtues or something. No, he just he put an R next to his name. It made him more, you know, electable. He, he wasn't electable as a Democrat, which he did several times, ran as, didn't get very far. You know, it's easier to believe that he's a Republican, though, because he's more in line with those kind of guys. He, a wealthy white guy, born into privilege, went to a fancy school and stuff. You know, you dig a little deeper and you find for many of them it's mostly because of their upbringing that they have the post. It's not like they're super bright or ambitious or something. You know, there's plenty that do fit that mold, but there's many that aren't. They were just born into a certain rung in society and it, it gave them 
certain options that allowed them to just sort of almost buy their post. You can outspend their opponent like 10, 20 to 1 sometimes. And of course, people have choice, but messaging is so much what you're telling people and how you tell people, how you get to them. And the ads you see on TV, they're paid for. And those ads are very effective. And some of the most effective ones the Republicans love to run the most is the attack ad. You know. So I suppose this entire podcast has one, been one long, continuous attack ad, never-ending, hour-long at a time, on the entire ideology of the modern-day Republican Party and its senior leadership, which includes Mitch McConnell, Marco Rubio, Lindsey Graham, Ron DeSantis, Donald Trump, Jim Jordan, Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz, Gozer, Gomer, oh, what's that, what's that other guy, Ron Johnson, there's so many, it's like every one of them that's in the national spotlight, aside from Adam Kinzinger, he's, he's a moderate conservative, a decent, good human being, who also happens to be a Republican in the modern era, he's the exception to the rule, he's on the January 6th committee, along with Liz Cheney, who's very, very conservative, even voted with Donald Trump like 90-something percent of the time, but isn't in that first category of names. It's not quite there. She's willing to say that, yes, Donald Trump did stuff that was wrong. That that first list of names, though, no. They're, they're not willing to say anything he did was wrong or to hold him accountable. They gain individual power by supporting that kind of thing. That first list, list of names, Marco Rubio, Ron DeSantis, Ted Cruz. Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Jim Jordan, Donald John Trump. Once they have power, what they do with it is they cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. Sometimes corporations will restructure and start firing people. People may lose their jobs fairly quickly after corporations get a tax cut. Because it allows them to restructure, free up money to invest in different things, and there might even be additional tax incentives for restructuring, meaning firing people letting them go, right? it frees up monies, you know, so you can have greater dividends to pay to the shareholders and such. Now, later on, yeah, they might just hire employees back after they've paid their tax bill and such, yeah, uh, to, you know, up, have an uptick in productivity and stuff, but, you know, those employees are going to be working without benefits and stuff like that. The main purpose of the corporation is to benefit the shareholders and then the execs that run the corporation, not the employees doing all the work. The Republican Party is the organization that very much and very, with a great deal of investment and time and energy, supports that very particular definition of the Republic. Top-down economics, trickle-down economics, sort of inverted pyramid. Vast source of amounts of energy and resources and time devoted to protecting the interest of the ever-affluent top 2% or so. And really... It's a percentage of that, because there's not even everyone in the 2% that supports the Republican ideology of tax cuts for the wealthy corporations. There's many within that highly affluent class that have no problem with paying a higher tax bill because they know and understand they wouldn't have a problem with it. Why would they have a problem with it? You know, they're highly intelligent people. If Mark Cuban's tax rate went up by 10%, he would pay it. He would complain about it. But he would pay it because he's a smart business guy. You know and understands 
at the wealth tax, the marginal tax, whatever your political opinion is of it, and you're not liking to pay it, you'd be able to pay it and maintain the lifestyle that you've become accustomed, especially if you're a billionaire. You're not going to have any issues paying with it. You could brag that you've paid X amount. It'd be an ego point, you know? How much did you pay in your marginal tax? Well, I paid $47 million. What does that mean? You know, whatever. That, that's that's all it is anyway. You know, and so that's all that is that the Republican Party is protecting. Egos of highly affluent people. Their ego is attached to their net worth. It goes up by billions sometimes. Billions with a B. Each one is a thousand millions. It's a lot of millions. Money that could go to very different types of things instead of just stroking an individual person's ego. It could go to real, like, basic, fundamental, nuts-and-bolts kind of stuff. The Republican Party's message is, no, we can't, because that would be socialism. So, we, we all have to work incessantly, non-stop, and some of us, until we die, in order to maintain the ever-affluent wealthies life that they become accustomed to. And that becomes what it is, fully out in the open, and they are vehemently protecting. That's the republic in their minds. You know, you, you can't tax some of the excess more efficiently. This obvious and clear excess, the, the exorbitant amounts of wealth in a tiny, tiny group of people, tiny, to where you can you can raise their percentage tax by a massive amount, and it's no change in their lifestyle that they become accustomed. All the houses and yachts and cars that they have is all the same. So what are we even talking about? It's the number that's on paper. That number's different. Their net value might not be as much. It might be three billion instead of seventeen, even like that much of a drop. Like oh my God, who cares? In other words, they would still be extravagantly wealthy. They would still be in the top, top few tenths of a percent, even if their net worth dropped by 90%. It doesn't even matter. But most people don't understand that. They don't really understand how far removed the ever-increasing wealth of the affluent class, how far removed those people are from the everyday experience. And some of them were born into that. Some of them that grew up through the ranks are the very ones that don't support tax cuts for the wealthy and instead support marginal taxes and stuff you know and then in addition to that invest in various philanthropic endeavors maybe even beyond 10 percent while still living very well yeah it can be done plenty do it and plenty of them aren't even billionaires and they have you know millions that they pay in taxes and millions that they contribute to various philanthropic endeavors schools after school programs music programs hospitals libraries you know there's, there's people that invest in that kind of stuff they are there you know what's PBS there's plenty of wealthy people that invest into PBS and all that kind of stuff raise the uh, tax dedu deductible amount for uh, charitable contributions sure whatever encourage good behavior great but also you know Encourage reining it in a bit. And then using the funds for basic foundational type stuff. You know? A wider breadth of humanity that can move upward. But there's many at the top that are worried that their very position may become irrelevant. 
at some point in some unknown distant future if they don't own an exorbitant portion of the economy. Their future generations may not be able to differentiate and to find their own path, you know, if it isn't already paid for gold for them at birth, you know, what do they do then? They have to like, you know, work like most people do, find their own way. What then? And so there's many in the top affluent class that are bending over backwards, doing in all kinds of things at the governmental level too, to kind of ensure the transferring of generational wealth for generations to come. Highly affluent wealth that the vast majority of us will never achieve. And because certain laws are being written, it almost can't be for many, unless you win the lottery, you know, you make it to become a pro athlete, movie star, some crap like that, or, you know, literally win the lottery, you know, like that kind of wealth though is that the Republican Party rep protects it's a very particular kind of wealth and donald trump was the embodiment of it the born into wealth that's that's one that has all kinds of various mechanisms in place to kind of preserve your position you know you can have various liquid assets and other assets that like kind of just make sure that your lifestyle that you become accustomed is maintained whatever your wealth specifically is on paper it, it could probably vary and that's probably Trump's basic understanding, I would say, when the grain of truth, because he doesn't really do anything, it, you know, it's just really the valuations of various companies, all on paper, and, you know, and so he made a living off of just sort of valuating and devaluating what illegal or otherwise, you know, he didn't really care, he, he has, he's not about creating something new or generating business, he's about kind of you know, fudging the numbers to sort of appear successful, you know, and enough people bought into it that, you know, voted him to be president. Republican Party knew what he was, but picked him anyway, because they knew he was certainly the kind of guy that would cut taxes for the wealthy corporations. And then maybe, maybe their thought was like, he would take a lot of the heat or something, and then they would get like kind of a, take a, get to take a back seat. But it's like, they were... They were driving that crazy train, too. You know, they, they continued to support him. Many of them still to, do to this day. And they they leaned into it heavy. But they got away with it because the news only presents one other option. And they're, they're trying their darndest. It's democracy. It's the people. Demo and Democratic parties, all kinds of people. Men, women. Gay, straight, Christian, Muslim, Jewish atheist, all kinds of people, born into poverty, born into the middle class, born into the wealthy, fluent class, yeah, all, all kinds of people in America, it's the, it's the one other option, so everyone in America who's like, I don't want the wealthy people to get more money, just automatically, I don't want my government officials to be like, spending massive amounts of time making sure that wealthy people, the wealthiest, get more money easily, and thus make life more difficult for the masses. No to that. So that leaves Democrats or one of the other organization that's not going to win. And that's kind of how it's presented. They're just never discussed. So when you see them on the ballot, 
if you actually vote for one of those, it's kind of known, or at least that's how it's kind of subtly understood that, yeah, that one's not going to win, though. You know, if you vote for one of the other options on the presidential ballot that doesn't have a D or an R next to their name, they will not win. That's what we've been told. It's like not an option. And I think because it was very much presented that way and continued to be through 2016, even when there was a clear and obvious like, whoa, we got a wrinkle here. You know, this is an outlier. One of the organizations is clearly taking taking advantage of the situation. It's their turn to win now. And so they can pick anybody and it won't even really matter. And they're picking anybody. Yeah, they're like, fuck it. Let's just go with the guy that just doesn't give a fuck about anything. He's got, he has the R next to his name. It's our turn to win. You know, like history's on our side. There's a girl running on the other side. So history's on our side still there too. Republicans, you know. Still many people in this country that were not ready for an alpha female who is clearly and obviously more qualified than her male counterpart to be the president. Many in our country just weren't ready for it. Solely because Hillary Clinton was a woman, they did not vote for her. No, that's not everyone who voted Trump, but yes, it is a pretty sizable contingency, enough to probably swing him the Electoral College win. Folks who were like, no to Hillary because she was a woman. Even though, obviously, she's far superior human than Donald John fucking Trump. You know, like, far more capable, highly intelligent... It's uh, and empathetic, but she grew up in a certain time where there was a certain like stiffness and a certain kind of like a very particular character a woman was like quote unquote allowed to have in her public persona, and she tried her darndest to find that perfect median, and it seems like uh, in her later years she's she's finding more comfort and just being more relaxed and just being just able to be human, you know, who's still very alpha. You know, 2016 of the two choices, she was clearly and obviously the better one, but many Americans were not ready for a woman to be president yet. And so the clown show dipshit dumbass guy who was tall and big and lumbering and stupid, he won because, well, at least he's a guy. (laughs) It would be cool if that ideology started dissipating a bit, this idea that because the you know, it's a choice between a man or a woman. And some people are like, well, I'll go with the guy because he's a guy type thing for commander in chief. It's like, and this woman that served in the United States Marine Corps and shit, you know, like there's, I've known women personally in my life that I wouldn't fuck with. Like I wouldn't, you know, you know, like they could legit kick my ass and I'm a relatively tough dude. You know, there's like so many different, I mean, toughness and whatever the fuck comes in all different forms. And, you know, even the sort of classic, male attributes or something some of them they're still very extremely feminine while very much powerful in that way but it's not like you should have to demonstrate it in that way there's plenty of alpha females small and physical stats or whatever but very much high intellect high passion high capabilities and in many cases clear and clear and obvious like higher capabilities than their male counterparts it's a, another elephant in the fucking room you know it's like you know, the, there's some women in the Republican Party, but the ones they got leave a lot to be desired. There's not a lot of 
Not a lot of diversity in the organization. It's a lot of old white guys, a lot of old wealthy white guys. Went to prestigious universities, born of a privilege, you know, and they vote for privileged people's concerns, you know, and that's mostly what they're about. The other option is just a more diverse group of people. But it is just one other option. So many in that group are not really that loyal to that, necessarily, the specific organization. It's just that it's at least democracy. It at least has some within its ranks at the high levels of government that are concerned with interest of the people. You know, like the right to go to a doctor if you're sick. You know, One of the two options we're given actually has many within its ranks that have various plans, specific plans to try to make health care a right. How do we fund that? Most within the Republican Party do not because it's not something they want to have happen. They don't want to make health care a right. A right. Like, when you get sick, you go to the doctor and get healed kind of thing. No, not paying out money. Why are you having to pay out money? Why are we worried about the profit motive of the middleman? But that's what the Republican Party, that's what their constituency truly is, the middleman. The Repub- they represent the insurance company, the health insurance company. And that's an economic entity, a business, that can retain exorbitant profits by health care not being a right. Once it becomes a right, that very particular sector of the economy eventually becomes pretty much irrelevant, that very particular product. So there are politicians in government that are trying to figure out a way to make sure that when people get sick, they can go and get healed. Their main competition on that, though, is the Republican Party, the other option. They are not for that kind of thing. They are against it. Now, what they are most passionate about is making sure that the people who make the most money, so like the people who own a health insurance company or execs in a health insurance company, can get a tax cut. Yeah. And also, less taxes paid on capital gains, which is their source of income. That's how they earn money. That's their job for many of them. Capital gains. They have money, so that's how they make more money because they already have money. So that should be taxed at a lower rate because it's easier to earn. And it's only available to a select group of people. So that select group of people should get an even greater level of focus because they have it the easiest. They, They were born into the most affluent life. So they should have massive amounts of government resources and time and energy spent catering on that tiny group of people's interests. To the point where massive amounts of time and energy is spent on messaging to folks that are susceptible to that kind of messaging. And that's also part of the Republican Party thing, too. The big massive complex of it, which includes, you know, conservative media, Sinclair Broadcasting, Breitbart, Fox News, Infowars, the News Corps Corporation run by Rupert Murdoch. That's all kind of intertwined, you know, they're kind of various... You know, streams kind of flowing inter with each other, intertwined at times. Yeah. A steady stream of information to convince enough working class people spread out in just the right way to vote Republican. It doesn't need to be a majority of the populace, it just needs to be a decent 
you know, decent number, and uh, they'll have the power to protect the interests of the wealthy. And sometimes they'll have to throw those working class people a bone, and that's also where it gets, where, you know, they kind of, they get a chance to even lean further into what they are, the Republican Party. You know, one of the things they promised those working class folks was the banning of abortion. And so, several years after the tax cuts for the wealthy in corporations, they did indeed do that, and started putting minority women and poor women in jail. Started threatening them with jail. And doctors and such too. Um, now the mistresses of those Republican officials, if they need to get an abortion, they can go get one, and that Republican official will gleefully pay for it. Uh, no, that woman's not going to go to jail. But uh, if another woman who's who's not a mistress of a Republican senator, representative, or aspiring candidate, um, you know, needs an abortion, if they're not a mistress of one of those Republican officials, then yeah, they're going to end up going to jail or threatened with it. Uh, even if their life is in danger, that, that Republican man says, I don't care. The people who voted for me said life begins at conception, and I promised I was going to ban abortion so that I could t cut taxes for the wealthy and corporations. I did do that, but I, I want to keep doing that. So, yeah, sorry, you're going to go to jail now. And that's really what it's about. It's it's cold and, yeah, and, and mean and cruel, but... Yep, that's what the law's about. Yep. People were saying stuff and believing stuff while other people were living their lives. You know, and living their lives. You know, going to the doctor. Why they went, they went, you know, and they came out. And then maybe later they announced to the world that they're pregnant. Whatever, you know. People are living. There's that, there's people living their lives. Meanwhile, again, there's this very vocal group of people who are saying stuff and sometimes buying billboards and they get real excited in debates and sometimes you have discussion with them but you know it doesn't really go too far but in the end it's just kind of knowing that you know roe versus wade it's the law of the land so it's like people can say what they want exercise their free speech and exercise their beliefs and stuff meanwhile other people that they don't know are going to be living their lives you know so the people i believe stuff okay thank you cool there's over 300 million people in this country, so you don't get to control them, okay? They each have their own free will, and, and are each going to live their own lives. You can believe stuff, though. Why did that woman go to the doctor? It's none of your business. Don't be asking her why, especially if she's a stranger and you don't know her. That's that's rude. That's not really any of your business. You believe stuff. Okay, yep, 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 I understand. But you don't, it's not really in your business why the woman went to the doctor. Certainly not government man's business. Again, I understand that you believe stuff. Okie dokie. Okay, and you've been saying that stuff for quite a while now. Roe versus Wade was a long time ago. So you've been saying stuff for quite a while. What you believe and all that. Yeah, got it. Understood. You believe stuff. But again, other people... In some cases, people that you know, or but many, most cases, people that you don't know and are never going to meet or stuff are, are, are living their lives. If they need medical treatment, they're going and getting it, okay? And then and then living their lives. And then maybe in, at some point, they, a woman does announce to the world that she's pregnant and having a baby. Yeah? Yeah. What happened prior? Well, you know, 
that's kind of between her and partner and <laughs> she wants to make that available to the public she certainly can or something whatever but like you know that that's certainly not government man's business like what's going on what what happened to that woman prior to having a baby you know no oh, no that he just needs to stay out of that that's not his affair you know he, he has other stuff he needs to be focused on that he's like hasn't been you know working on like healthcare is still not a right you know like we don't have hospitals yet that we can just go to when we're sick nor schools you know if people want to get further education they can't just like apply and then if it's accepted like go why is that a thing? But they're going to spend money on, like, investigating a woman as to why she went to a doctor. They discover she had an abortion, so they're going to, like, charge her with a crime now. Now, they're not going to charge the wealthy white lady with a crime, of course. No. So don't worry, wealthy white ladies. You're not going to jail. It's only poor women that are going to jail. And women of color. Minorities. Yeah, they're, they're, gonna, they're the ones that are going to face consequences. It's going to be a kind of a picking and choosing, selectively enforced kind of thing. Varying levels of harassment and intimidation and uh, coercion. And yep, yeah, pretty disgusting, vile kind of shit. In the year 2022, a really blatantly, overtly oppressive law specifically designed to oppress women. And was actually created in the year 2022 in the United States of America. Pretty fucking embarrassing. Yes, the debate had been going on for a while. The debate was the debate. I believe that life begins at conception, and that's what I believe. Those folks. Great. Wonderful. And they were saying stuff and believing stuff. That is so wonderful to believe things. I'm all for it. And believing. And being and living your life. Live your life. Awesome. It's just... It got to the point where they're... They're being uncomfortable with people they didn't know going to the doctor and them not knowing why or thinking they knew why or whatever. And they weren't able to, like, control other people's reason for going to a doctor. And so they had a law created. And, and so it's really a way to control people, specifically women and specifically women of color and in, in poor socioeconomic class. And that's its purpose. It fits right in with the, you know, post-Trumpism era. No. Trump. Punch him out. I'll pay your attorney bills for you. You know, that guy is saying stuff that you disagree with, so punch him in the face. And some of his followers did. There's Latinos coming here, and they're speaking Spanish. They don't have paperwork yet. Look, look how many Latinos are coming here. There's a big line of them. Latinos. And they were walking all the way here. So we need a we need a wall, you know, that's going to cost billions of billions and billions of dollars, and it'll only cause destruction. But you know, Latinos, there's Latinos coming here. They're gonna they're gonna rape your horse and kill your mother. I mean, you know, so nice people. <laughs> the wall was such a stupid, ugh, and like just blatantly taking advantage of small-mindedness and certain sort of like, negative views of other people that get, like, I, I don't know, legitimized or something, the term illegal immigrants. You know, it's a still a, this stupid-ass term that we still use to this fucking day. There's people that are walking here, and there's a big old line of them, and look, they got, like, clothes with them and backpacks and shopping carts, and they are walking across the desert, and they don't even have their paperwork yet. 
Oh, my God, you know. Like, people still think this country is awesome from afar. <laughs> okay. God bless you. I mean, looking at other places, yeah, like, that, that's like what a lot of people that defend this place to the nth degree are like, if you don't like it, you can leave. Or, or they, they'll point out some other place that's like the worst, you know. Like the kind of places Trump was aspiring to be, you know, like Russia, North Korea. He loves those places. He wanted us to be like that. So, I mean, those places are like absolute no, but some other places where it's like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty wide open. There certainly doesn't need to be a high percentage of white people. Uh, in fact, I don't know. Prefer something more diverse. Lower percentage of white people. Where's an area where there's like white people are only maybe like 30% or something. Not so, Maybe not South Africa or something. Not, not in that regard. But just like, I don't know. Just more diverse outside of the U.S. I've been yearning to get out of this country again for a while. Earliest memories were outside of it. Japan on a U.S. Navy base. I didn't really remember much prior to it. So I have a certain particular, I don't know, kind of understanding of America from afar. And venturing, quote-unquote, home. I remember going on a vacation to the United States from Japan in 88. And I was very much looking forward to going home uh, after the vacation was over, uh, back to Japan. Uh, but 1989 came back, you know, home, home, to my homeland, you know, that my immigrants immigrated to hundreds of years ago. And uh, various more recent ancestors, too, immigrated with an E throughout the United States, you know. But I didn't really have much memory of, really, prior to that little vacation and stuff. And it was really just from TV screens and stuff. My sort of visual memory is more of Japan. It's a very different type of place. Constructed differently, flows differently. More of a focus on balance, um, at least when I was there. American influences certainly influenced Japan and so certainly made it less balanced because we're not a balanced society by any stretch of the amount. We're very out of balance and have been for a while. Many of us know this and understand this, but we just kind of go along with it anyway because it's tradition, you know? You go to the store and they offer you a bag, just grab the plastic bag because you know, you know it's bad, but everyone else does it too, so who gives a fuck, you know? We're that place. You know, we're kind of... And then, you know, we're, we're the country that well well into our existence, you know, but we're still relatively young relative to other empires. We elected a completely obviously an incompetent dipshit of a man who totally abused his power in his t entire reign. We have various mechanisms to remove said person from post, but then our government just refused to do it, even though it was clearly and obvious that he had to be removed and we had the capability to do it regardless of whether he was convicted of a crime. Impeachment is not a criminal proceeding. It's a job performance review. Do you get to keep your job or not? And the Republican Party said, yes, we want to give him a promotion. We're that society. you know. So we are a place that if we can't get our shit together, we are not, this country isn't long for the world. Empires do come to an end if they get too, in, I don't know, arrogant, you know. If, if, if they can't resolve certain internal conflict, one p very particular political organization has gained power. Many of its high-ranking members have gained power by engaging in a divisive political strategy.
divide and conquer. Demonize the one other option, present no other better alternatives, and then just alienate the masses but embolden that vocal minority. And that keeps you in power so that you can just preserve power. And that's it. That's what they do with their power is they just hang on to power. You know, they, they don't do anything good. And they're, they're so far into it that they barely even pretend that they plan to anymore. You know, Kevin McCarthy's at a town hall. He pulls a couple slips of notebook paper out of his back pocket, holds them up in the air at the crowd, and they kind of clap. This is his plan. This is what's going to do it. Because, you know, they, they could just lean into the farce of what they've become. You know, there's there's no accountability. There's no other options. The only other options are Democrats. No other options have been presented. Most people don't vote. They've they've been successful in making it more difficult to vote, which also affects the number of people that vote for them too. But their hope is it's just the sheer, you know, tight tight restrictions. The the people that are really going to be pro a tightly controlled republic are certainly the people that are still going to find a way to vote in a very tightly controlled voting system. I'm one of those types that would get, my vote would probably get cast out pretty quick if, if I, if there was very tight parameters on how to vote. As passionate as I am about voting, I don't toe the line perfectly, you know, so I have a certain flow, so sometimes it gets late in the game and like, oh yeah, shit, so I got to register this kind of late. Mail it in, you know, register online. All these newer options that are available, they fit me better. But the type of personalities that embrace the modern-day Republican Party are certainly a higher percentage of types that are going to, you know, embrace very particular rigid protocol on how to vote. You know, they're going to be able to abide by that because they're that's what they're wanting. They're wanting to be told how to live. And whatever their dear leader says, this is the proper way to be an American. They will abide. So when do new options get presented? One can keep, keep hoping. It's, you know, up to certainly up to media. It's part of their job, you know. Tell us about the candidates running, the organizations representing us. You know, they've told us plenty about the organizations representing us. They haven't told us enough about organizations that are maybe representing us on down ballots and stuff, but are wanting to represent on a more broad level. They, they do exist. Reasons I'm not naming one specifically is because I know they exist, but I don't have a you know first-hand knowledge of them. I can just reel them off the top of my head, like most people can with Republicans and Democrats, and maybe Libertarian Green Party. There's others though, and we need more. We're 300 million plus, and we're very diverse. And Republican Party has gotten overindulgent with their taking advantage of the situation, where there's only one other option, you know, and so their ideology is is very skewed. It, it, it doesn't represent what the people want, and it isn't in the best interest as the society's whole moving forward. It isn't long-term strategy. So we need more options. Hopefully they get presented. Make sure you're registered to vote. Make sure you do vote. Stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary, thinking out loud.